Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Is that the first time we've had, like, straight metal coming into the program? I don't think I, since we've launched. I was launched. About to say somebody kidnapped our DJ. Alan, what's because, gotten into you? I mean, it ain't me, bro. <laughs> How do you bang your head that hard for so long? I just got this. What? You went to college? <laughs> I never did it like that. A MOSFET, so have you ever been to MOSFET? No. Wild. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of uh, I don't even know what to call it music. I was I was at a mosh pit <laughs> at a Kanye West concert in Chicago, and I tell you, I've never felt anything. I, I had to get out. I was afraid somebody was going to catch me with a knee to the leg. It was it was not the right move for me. Yeah, we lost our DJ. Okay, <laughs> never thought Pantera. Never thought <laughs> what Pantera happened to you, Alan? <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear. Hotline. So all this talk about Dak, right? And we're going to get into Dak in just a second because Key brought up a great point with regards to what kind of one-year contract are they going to sign Dak to and who will be able to meddle with them, if any. There's an important distinction there that Key's going to talk about here in a second. But most people don't believe Dak's going anywhere. We do need some movement for this quarterback carousel, which was expected to be twirling and whirling at this point to get moving again. Earlier this morning, ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joined our program and said, if you want to see some movement, you want to see your favorite team upgrade, this guy's got to move back to his old haunts, and then maybe the floodgates open. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo were to be moved, that would signal a lot of uh, a lot of change in the quarterback landscape around the league. Because I think if Garoppolo got moved, it would probably be to New England. But it would mean that the 49ers have found another solution, right? It would mean the 49ers have secured Deshaun Watson or traded up to get one of the top guys in the draft or traded for a quarterback that we didn't know was available. Uh, I, they can't get Russell Wilson, obviously. They're in the same division. But uh, I think that would signal a lot of movement. Look, if Deshaun Watson gets traded uh, and it's to say Carolina, that doesn't necessarily have a lot of ripple effect. But if you start to see the 49ers change their plan at quarterback, I think that means a lot of other things have happened or are about to happen at that position around the league. I will tell you, I'm still getting over the possibility of Slipknot being at the top of the show, but I'll, I'll move on. That was just, it was something else. All right, so, <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, what do you think about Jimmy G perhaps going back, solving the Pats' problems, opening up an opportunity in San Francisco, and then everything starts twirling again? We'll get to your Dak thoughts in a second because well, that's I, very important too. I think it, if you can get a Deshaun Watson, then yeah. I mean, a, a lot of teams, it's probably 20-plus teams in the National Football League that would swap out their quarterback for Deshaun Watson. But are the San Francisco 49ers willing to give up what it would take to get Deshaun and is, and is – San Francisco, a destination that Deshaun wants to go to. Based on the information that I have, that's not a destination that he wants to go to. So with the no-trade clause in there that he has to exercise, so let's – Why wouldn't you want to go to San Francisco, though? Yeah, because you may – I I just feel like they're built to win the whole thing. Maybe you just don't want to go. Maybe you want to go to Miami. Maybe you want to go to Denver. Maybe you want to go to Carolina. Maybe you want to go to New York Jets. San Francisco's not one of those teams. I just – I. I, I hear you on that, but if you're looking at Denver, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to San Francisco. San Francisco seems like, depending upon what they had to give up, but it feels like it's ready built to be at the pinnacle of where you should be. I think they are. Me personally, I think that if if I think they could do well with Jimmy, but if they think it's a significant upgrade, which it will be, then if you're willing to give up the assets to go and get Deshaun Watson, then you go and you get him. The New England Patriots, you know, if they can. Russell, uh, uh, Russell him away for 
a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, something like that, then I'm sure New England would do that. Are we sure that New England is as in love with Jimmy G? I, I know that's who Bill Belichick wanted to replace Tom Brady, but if I'm looking at it practically, Key, I'm, when is Jimmy G available? Like, durability is everything in this league, right? And, and I'm not questioning his talent because I think there's talent there, and I think he's extremely serviceable, but I need him to remain on the field and be healthy, and that's what I would question. Yeah, and, and, and Bill Belichick, and knowing him a little bit, he wants healthy players, period. Exactly. Can't help the club in the tub, that's for sure. And, and, and so when you look at this domino effect at quarterback Zubin, it could start with Deshaun Watson, certainly, but Jimmy G moves, then they have to replace it with somebody. But Matt Ryan could step in. Maybe they trade for Matt Ryan and they don't have to give up as much well, to get Deshaun, and there's familiarity there with Kyle Shanahan. So it's a bunch of – we're trying to figure out all these different spots for a bunch of quarterbacks, but in the end, there's only three that have moved so far. There's only three, and that's it. And the fourth big name is Ben Roethlisberger, who's not going anywhere, and we're going to get into what the Steelers are going to be doing now that they know it's at least Ben moving forward in the short term. That's coming up in just about five minutes with our Steelers expert. Um, Dak. Get into this with Dak with regards to what kind of tag is signed and what that means with regards to teams angling for him in a possible trade or precluding any teams from talking to Dak. This is an important distinction. We're tossing out around the word tag, but there's three different versions of the yeah. tag, and that's really instructive to understanding this discussion. It, it is, and so there's an exclusive tag, which he was put on this past football season, and then there's a non-exclusive, which means that a team could make him an offer, and the Cowboys have an opportunity to match that offer. And if they make the decision that they don't want to match the offer, the team that signs him have to give up uh, uh, two first-round picks. So, yeah, you know, so it's like, what do you do? And then you got the transition tag. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you got all these different tags. The Cowboys are going to exclusively take care of that. Give him the exclusive tag. So you don't even have to worry about a team driving up the price. A team could drive up the price so ridiculously and say, we're going to give you a billion dollars, you know, which right. just See, that's a number gonna... that's just out there ridiculously, knowing that the Cowboys aren't going to match that particular number. Mm-hmm. And to protect themselves, they're just slapping with the exclusive. Do you think that's going to happen? Because I feel part. like it's trending in a direction of him getting slapped with the exclusive franchise tag. Oh, absolutely. They have yeah. till March 9th, March which 9th. I mean, four Tuesday. Day, four days. Yeah, they'll do it. They'll, if they don't get a deal. If done. they don't get a deal. That's what I'm asking you. Do you think they'll get a long – what do you give a higher probability? Them getting a longer-term deal done or them franchise tagging? Before March 9th? Yes. The latter. The, 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 the latter. latter. Yeah, they're getting ready to tag him. Because remember, you can always negotiate a long-term deal through After the 15th t- of July. So okay. you, that's like your runway date. Okay. The more pressing date is and coming And they up. don't want to lose their quarterback. They've already offered him a lot of money to make him a very, very rich man. But the problem with that is the market has changed. Right. The Cowboys have screwed it up over the last two seasons when they could have simply done it in this third year. Much like Wentz in, in golf. But they wanted to wait a little bit. And so they waited a little more, and he got really good again. So it was kind of like, okay. Then they said, well, we're going to franchise tag him because we can't get a long-term deal. After we gave him an opportunity to sign, they franchise tag him. Now they're in the same spot again. But in the end, when you are you have money, endless money, it doesn't matter. You just want to get the right deal. And Jerry Jones has endless money. Right. Just because we sit around here and we go, 
man, they're going to pay him an extra $5 million a year, and they could have got that done several years ago. Man, Jerry Jones ain't worried about that. Mm-hmm. He ain't, well, he's not worried about that $20 million more per year. I mean, $20 million more over four years that he would essentially be paying Dak Prescott because Dak's going to fall in that 38 to 45 type number per year in real cash. And so that's the market, though. You Which leave. is crazy to me because that would be the second highest paid quarterback in the league. And he hasn't won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, and they haven't not, had any deep runs in the playoffs. Nothing like Deshaun Watson. I mean, it's never passed But guess the what, though? But guess what? It's his turn. Mm-hmm. That's the way the league is. It's your turn, and you are one of the top guys. So, so uh, we talked about it yesterday a little bit. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen. They're all going to fall within the same when – whenever their deals are done, they're going to be around okay. each other plus or minus. But the, the, they are, but they're not going to be the second highest paid quarterback in the league. We, I, don't, that's, we don't know that, though. I, 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 would, I would bet money that <laughs> – you think Josh Allen will be the second highest paid quarterback in the league? He, he will be the – or Lamar? I mean, I don't think Lamar but, will. But here, here's what's going to happen. Their agents – you got youth on their side, mm-hmm. and they play a position – that is that is very very pivotal and very important in the National Football League. That's why they're looking at the rule change right now at quarterbacks being hit late because they got to keep the star quarterback upright. They don't want to see backups. Backups are backups for a reason because they and we don't want to see them. The NFL don't want to see the third guy or the second guy. They want the star the quarterback star. on the field, and the star quarterbacks are the ones who make all the money. Mm. Aaron Rodgers are probably, and I'm just guessing, He's I don't know this information. Right He's sitting tight. Like, go ahead. Yeah, give them a lot I, of I money. don't know the information. No one's told me anything. But I'm not a damn fool either. And I know that Aaron Rodgers, who's won a Super Bowl, been an MVP, all of those things, zooming numbers, everything, Aaron Rodgers, face of the team, franchise. Yes, that's true. But it's his turn to get an extension. It's his turn because he is underpaid. And so they're going to give him an extension at some point, I predict, between now and the start of the season – and that number's going to fall way north of $45 million a year. He's going to be probably the NFL's first $50 million. And I'm talking numbers probably, you know, he'll probably be one of those three-year, $150 million guarantee-type quarterbacks. Because he's the one of the very few guys in the league that when he stays healthy can guarantee you an extremely deep run. But when it's your turn, baby, it's your turn. Think about it. Russell Wilson, uh, 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 Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah. It was their turns to go, and the next guy goes: Deshaun Watson, uh, Patrick Mahomes. But at some point, the market has to reset, though. Wouldn't you say that? Well, at the, some point, is, 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 is all that money that's out there being paid by the networks to the owners and the players see that? We see what type of money is being paid, so we want to get our share too. In the numbers, the salary cap numbers are only going to keep going up every single year. And I know people are like, well, you can't spend 20% of your salary cap on one position at quarterback. Who said you can't? Well, I would say there's, it's the course correction to Jay's point. I think you can course correct it. There was a time where we paid running backs a ton of money. Then it's like, yeah, we, we devalue the running backs. So we're not going to pay him as much. You can't devalue the QB, though. Right. That's the thing. They <laughs> used, uh-huh. People didn't used to pay the left tackle a lot of money. Then it's like, wait a minute. If we got a right-handed quarterback, which most teams do, we got to pay the left tackle. That was that devalued. Yeah. But the quarterback is exempt from that rule. At any other position, you can devalue it. You could, tight ends, another position they didn't used to pay. But the quarterback is exempt 
from that rule. But you know why, though? Because the tied in position, I can use another skill guy exactly. and get rid of the tied in. Left tackles, quarterbacks, and pass rush specialists are at a premium mm-hmm. in shutdown corners because I, I can't find a Von Miller. Right. Where am I going to find the Lawrence Taylor at? Right. That guy's going to get the guy that's making all the money. Right. So I got to pay you to go get the guy, and I got to pay that big dude that's 6'7", 340, that moves like he's a receiver to protect him. Yes, the bubble can only burst when there's more supply than demand. If it's the other way, the money is just going to keep going up and up. Let's talk about another quarterback that's ensnared in all of this, and that, of course, is the guy we've been talking about probably more than even Dak. Jimmy in North Carolina, what do you have this morning? Yes. So I wanted to say, first off, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good What's morning, Jimmy. Good. So I want y'all to slow down on these talks about Deshaun Watson because I'm from North Carolina. Carolina Panthers, we need him. We want him. Let's not talk about him going to San Fran. Um, and then furthermore, I wanted to go ahead and say, when you said earlier, I believe it was, uh, Jay Will, why wouldn't he want to go to San Fran? I think because of the culture. Honestly, I was questioning why would he want to go to Miami. And then I started thinking, I was like, maybe because they allow him to kind of express himself. So I'm just like, mm. San Fran, yeah, they're winning, but they're not necessarily allowing them to do what they want. They got rid of Cap soon as, you know, they could after the whole expression thing. So yeah. I, that, that's just my take. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. I'm sure somebody, you know, it maybe I'm not sure that's exactly what Deshaun Watson is thinking. Uh, but I'm sure some people will think that to a degree about San Francisco. Fair enough. I also think you could say that the uh, the fan base is totally the other way. I think the yes. fan base would be super supportive because of the demographics of that area of the country. But it's a good point. Jimmy, appreciate you chiming in. Let's check in now with the team that has solidified their quarterback situation at least for a year. Boy, every time I hear Easterby's name, I'm thinking like some PR professional. Just come out and have a press conference. Do a Zoom. Do something. You're just getting hammered 24-7. 365 and 24-7-365 for the last 17 years is probably the best way to describe what Ben Roethlisberger has meant to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is back on a reduced salary. Brooke Breyer covers the team for ESPN and joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, so Brooke, you heard it. We're going best case, worst case for every team in the offseason. Now that the big fish has been settled, best case scenario for the Steelers moving ahead this offseason. Man, I mean, I I think that I'm still a little pessimistic on even their best-case scenario. But to me, best-case scenario is making the playoffs and winning the first game because that's something they haven't done in a couple years. And, you know, I know that people here want to think that Ben Roethlisberger is back. Best-case scenario, stairway to seven. They're going to win another Super Bowl to send Ben out the right way. But I look at the holes this team still has, even though they've solidified their quarterback situation And it's still, I mean, it's a steep climb right now to me to even return to the playoffs. I don't think it, you know, ends up in in a start like they had last season with the 11-0, and you know, starts out really strong. But I I still think best-case scenario, they're able to, you know, revamp the run game, get some more, some younger offensive linemen who, you know, probably have to add through the draft that are able to come in and be NFL-ready right away. Um, But to have a more balanced offense with Matt Canada – that's a best-case scenario. Having uh, on the defensive side Alex Highsmith step in and play at a high level across from T.J. Watt because they're not going to have the money to re-sign Bud Dupree. So, again, best case, if, if, if everything falls into place, if they're able to, 
to get some some cheaper replacements for guys like Bud Dupree, Juju Smith-Schuster, and everything falls into place, you hope that they win the first round of the playoffs. But beyond that, I, I think it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's interesting. Yesterday we were talking about the nine teams in the NFL that have made the playoffs in three of the last four years, if not more. And the Steelers are not on that list. I think people would be surprised to hear that. What's the worst-case scenario? Worst-case scenario to me is that they win seven or eight games. And you hear that, and you're like, well, that's, you know, you know that, that's not awful. They're not bottoming out. But I think that a, a middling Steelers team in a year where you've kind of moved heaven and earth to bring Ben Roethlisberger back, this is kind of, you know, his last ride. A, that's not how you want to send him out, but B, it doesn't really set you up for, for much success in the future because you're just going to have an okay draft pick. Either you want to crater out so you can get a higher draft pick, draft a guy like Sam Howell to be the future quarterback of your franchise, you know, or you want to have a lot of success and, and be able to send Ben out on the, on the right note. But to me, it's, it's just having a mediocre season because a, it's not acceptable in, in Pittsburgh. You know, they, they want championships here every year. Um, that's kind of the expectation, but it also kind of handicaps you for the future and what you're able to do in the next year's draft. But I, I do think, you know, with Ben Roethlisberger, they are going to still be able to win some games. He can't do it by himself. They have to get the right pieces in around him. Um, another, you know, worst-case scenario is that, Ben comes back, he looks more like the guy that that really struggled against the Bengals in that second game or the first half of the Colts game, and they have to bench him in favor of Mason Rudolph. You know, that's that's not what you want to see after you do go through all of these hurdles to bring him back. Um, But even then, there's a silver lining because Mason Rudolph is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the 21 season. So then you're able to evaluate him and figure out if he's going to be the face of your franchise. So all of that being said, worst case is just a mediocre ho-hum season. It's not how you want to send Ben out, and it doesn't give you, you know, a lot of hope for the future after that. What has been the reaction from both fans and teammates with Big Ben re-signing? You know, one team, one, one player I talked to here said, you know, we knew that there were a lot of dominoes that were going to have to fall before free agency, and this is a big one which is the sense that, that I got, you know, all off season is that this team has so much work to do. Figuring out Ben, though, is priority one because you don't know how much money you have to work with after that. So I think that, that they kind of expected all along that he would be back. Um, but just figuring out the logistics of that were huge because it kind of signals how much money you're going to have to work with to make this team a contender. Um, I've seen, you know, a couple guys like Eric Ebron, Deontay Johnson post on their Instagram. They're happy to have their quarterback returning. And the organization believes they can still win with him. But the key all along has been trying to figure out how to have, like I said, enough money for him, enough money for the guys around him left over so that it's not just, you know, Ben and a bunch of JV guys. Um, I, I think the fan reaction has been a little mixed. There are people who are ride or die Ben Roethlisberger fans. They want to send their quarterback out with a swan song, have him come back for one last ride. And then there's people who say, look, thank you for your service. Thank you for the Super Bowls, but it's time to look toward the future. And all I have to do is check my Twitter mentions. And I see a whole lot more of the second one than I do the first one. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's a legend either way, but all good things must come to an end. It's just a matter of how it's going to end. Brooke, really appreciate the perspective this morning. Thank you. Thanks guys. So my biggest takeaway is the, the worst-case scenario of benching Big Ben for Mason Rudolph if he returns. That, that would be something.
What makes what makes them think that Mason Rudolph's the two? What if Dwayne Haskins goes exactly. in there and kills it, right? I mean, Big Ben is bench. Let's put it to that. Oh, by the way, I love that we're acting like Big Ben was horrible. I mean, they had twelve and four. They had so many. They were, this team was undefeated at one juncture mm-hmm. before their defense became depleted. They had no running game. I don't want to see Big Ben throwing the ball forty to fifty times a game. They got, they got to show up the running game exactly and and get the receivers to catch the damn football, tight ends to catch the ball. <laughs> We act like Big Ben was like trash all of a sudden. Like he's not trash. No, he's he's serviceable. Yeah, I think they. I think it's. I think they're fine. I think if they had not been put in a, a salary situation and there was a real B plan and an option, yes, then they may look. They would probably look to do something different. But they really didn't have any suitable backups there, Zubin. There was no and the money tying up the money. You don't. They didn't gain anything by restructuring his deal. They might have got some peanuts, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I think obviously they do have the 24th pick in the draft. Ben was drafted outside of the top 10. I mean, it is possible that they could look there, but as Brooks said, they need some help protecting him as well. And their defense has been banged up. Jay said that, right? Bush, Dupree, the whole thing. On the way, this is the final weekend of college basketball's regular season. But all of the games are being overshadowed. By something else. That's after Key has this from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Or your wiper blades chattering, skipping, and squeaking. Don't compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windows. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The professional parts people will help you navigate their wide selection to find just the right wiper blades for your vehicle. Zubin, if you had a vehicle, you can certainly <laughs> get that. O'Reilly Auto Parts will even install your wiper blades for free. See better and drive safer with your new wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Finishing the week with a bang, Mark Sanchez will join me Friday as we look at all the quarterbacks coming out in the draft and the legendary Jim Nance all around the world of sports. Don't miss it. It's Greeny starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Is that the first time we've had, like, straight metal coming into the program? I don't think I, since I we've launched. I was say somebody kidnapped our DJ. Alan, because... what's gotten into you? I mean, it ain't me, bro. <laughs> How do you bang your head that hard for so long? I just got dizzy. What? You went to college? <laughs> I never did it like that. A MOSFET, so have you ever been to MOSFET? No. Wild. Yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of, uh, I don't even know what to call it, music. I was, I was at a MOSFET <laughs> at a Kanye West concert in Chicago, and I tell you, 
I've never felt anything. I, I had to get out. I was afraid somebody was going to catch me with a knee to the leg. It was it was not the right move for me. Yeah, we lost our DJ. Okay. <laughs> never thought Pantera. Never thought what Pantera happened to you, Alan? <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear hotline. So all this talk about Dak, right? And we're going to get into Dak in just a second because Key brought up a great point with regards to what kind of one-year contract are they going to sign Dak to? And who will be able to meddle with them if any. There's an important distinction there that he's going to talk about here in a second. But most people don't believe Dak's going anywhere. We do need some movement for this quarterback carousel, which was expected to be twirling and whirling at this point, to get moving again. Earlier this morning, ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joined our program and said, if you want to see some movement, you want to see your favorite team upgrade, this guy's got to move back to his old haunts and then... Maybe the floodgates open. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo were to be moved, that would signal a lot of uh, a lot of change in the quarterback landscape around the league. Because I think if Garoppolo got moved, it would probably be to New England. But it would mean that the 49ers have found another solution, right? It would mean the 49ers have secured Deshaun Watson or traded up to get one of the top guys in the draft or traded for a quarterback that we didn't know was available. Uh, They can't get Russell Wilson, obviously. They're in the same division. But uh, I think that would signal a lot of movement. Look, if Deshaun Watson gets traded uh, and it's to, say, Carolina, that doesn't necessarily have a lot of ripple effect. But if you start to see the 49ers change their plan at quarterback, I think that means a lot of other things have happened or are about to happen at that position around the league. I will tell you, I'm still getting over the possibility of Slipknot being at the top of the show, but I'll, I'll move on. That was just, it was something else. All right, so, <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, what do you think about Jimmy G perhaps going back, solving the Pats' problems, opening up an opportunity in San Francisco, and then everything starts twirling again? We'll get to your Dak thoughts in a second because well, that's I, very important too. I think it, if you can get a Deshaun Watson, then yeah. I mean, a, a lot of teams, that's probably 20-plus teams in the National Football League that will swap out their quarterback for Deshaun Watson. But are the San Francisco 49ers willing to give up what it would take to get Deshaun? And is, and is San Francisco a destination that Deshaun wants to go to? Based on the information that I have, that's not a destination okay. that he wants to go to. So with the no-trade clause in there that he has to exercise, so let's – Why wouldn't you want to go to San Francisco, though? Yeah, because question. you I may mean, – I just feel like they're built to win the whole thing. Maybe you just don't want to go. Maybe you want to go to Miami. Maybe you want to go to Denver. Maybe you want to go to Carolina. Maybe you want to go to New York Jets. San Francisco's not one of those teams. I just I, I, I hear you on that, but if you're looking at Denver, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to San Francisco. San Francisco seems like, depending upon what they had to give up, but it feels like it's ready built to be at the pinnacle of where you should be. I think they are. Me personally, I think that if if – I think they could do well with Jimmy, but if they think it's a significant upgrade, which it will be, then if you're willing to give up the assets to go and get Deshaun Watson, then you go and you get him. The New England Patriots, you know, if they can wrestle wrestle him away for the third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, something like that, then I'm sure New England would do that. Are we sure that New England is as in love with Jimmy G? I I know that's who Bill Belichick wanted to replace Tom Brady, but if I'm looking at it practically, Key, I'm – when is Jimmy G available? Like, durability is everything in this league, right? And, and I'm not questioning his talent because I think there's talent there, and I think he's extremely serviceable, but I need him to remain on the field and be healthy, and that's what I would question. Yeah, and, and, and Bill Belichick, and knowing him a little bit, he wants healthy players, period. Exactly. Can't help the 
club in the tub, that's for sure. And, and, and so when you look at this domino effect at quarterback Zubin, it could start with Deshaun Watson, certainly. But Jimmy G moves, then they have to replace it with somebody. But Matt Ryan could step in. Maybe they trade for Matt Ryan and they don't have to give up as much to get Deshaun. And there's familiarity there with Kyle Shanahan. So it's a bunch of – we're trying to figure out all these different spots for a bunch of quarterbacks. But in the end, there's only three that have moved so far. There's only three, and that's it. And the fourth big name is Ben Roethlisberger, who's not going anywhere. And we're going to get into what the Steelers are going to be doing now that they know it's at least Ben moving forward in the short term. That's coming up in just about five minutes with our Steelers expert. Um, Dak, get into this with Dak with regards to what kind of tag is signed and what that means with regards to teams angling for him in a possible trade or precluding any teams from talking to Dak. This is an important distinction. We're tossing out around the word tag, but there's three different versions of the yeah. tag, and that's really instructive to understanding this discussion. It, it is, and so there's an exclusive tag, which he was put on this past football season, and then there's a non-exclusive, which means that a team could make him an offer and the Cowboys have an opportunity to match that offer. And if they make the decision that they don't want to match the offer, the team that signs him have to give up uh, uh, two first-round picks. So, yeah, you know, so it's like, what do you do? And then you got the transition tag. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you got all these different tags. The Cowboys are going to exclusively take care of that. Give him the exclusive tag so you don't even have to worry about a team driving up the price. A team could drive up the price so ridiculously and say, we're going to give you a billion dollars, you know, which right. just See, that's a number gonna... that's just out there ridiculously knowing that the Cowboys aren't going to match that particular number mm-hmm. and to protect themselves, they're just slapping with the exclusive. Do you think that's going to happen? Because I feel part. like it's trending in a direction of him getting slapped with the exclusive franchise tag. Oh, absolutely. They have yeah. till March 9th, March which 9th. is I mean, four Tuesday. Day, four days. Yeah, they'll do it. They'll, if they don't get a deal. If they though. don't get a deal. That's what I'm asking you. Do you think they'll get a long – what do you give a higher probability? Them getting a longer-term deal done or them franchise tagging? Before March 9th? Yes. The latter. The, 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 the latter. latter. Yeah, they're getting ready to tag him. Because remember, you can always negotiate a long-term deal through After the 15th t- of July. So okay. you, that's like your runway date. Okay. The more pressing date is and coming And they up. don't want to lose their quarterback. They've already offered him a lot of money to make him a very, very rich man. But the problem with that is the market has changed. Right. The Cowboys have screwed it up over the last two seasons when they could have simply done it in his third year much like Wentz in, in golf, but they wanted to wait a little bit. And so they waited a little more, and he got really good again. So it was kind of like, okay. Then they said, well, we're going to franchise tag him because we can't get a long-term deal. After we gave him an opportunity to sign, they franchise tag Now they're in the same spot again. But in the end, when you are you have money, endless money, it doesn't matter. You just want to get the right deal. And Jerry Jones has endless money. Just because we sit around here and we go, man, they're going to pay him an extra $5 million a year, and they could have got that done several years ago. Man, Jerry Jones ain't worried about that. Mm. He ain't, he's not worried about that $20 million more per year. I mean, $20 million more over four years that he would essentially be paying Dak Prescott because Dak's going to fall in that 38 to – 45-type number per year in real cash. And so that's the market, though. 
you which leave, is crazy to me because that would be the second highest paid quarterback in the league. And he hasn't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, and they haven't not, had any deep runs in the playoffs. Nothing like Deshaun Watson. I mean, it's never. But guess what, though? Round. But guess what? It's his turn. Mm-hmm. That's the way the league is. It's your turn, and you are one of the top guys. So, so uh, we talked about it yesterday a little bit. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen. They're all going to fall within the same when – whenever their deals are done, they're going to be around okay. each other plus or minus. But the, the, they are, but they're not going to be the second-highest-paid quarterback in the league. We, I, don't, we don't know that, though. I, 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 would, I would bet money that – you think Josh Allen will be the second-highest-paid quarterback in the league? He, he will be the – or Lamar? I mean, I don't think Lamar but, will. But here, here's what's going to happen. Their agents – you got youth on their side, mm-hmm. and they play a position – that is that is very very pivotal and very important in the National Football League. That's why they're looking at the rule change right now at quarterbacks being hit late because they got to keep the star quarterback upright. They don't want to see backups. Backups are backups for a reason because they and we don't want to see them. The NFL don't want to see the third guy or the second guy. They want the star the quarterback star. on the field, and the star quarterbacks are the ones who make all the money. Mm. Aaron Rodgers are probably, and I'm just guessing. He's I don't know this information. Right He's sitting tight. Like, go ahead. Yeah, give them a lot I, of I money. I don't know the information. No one's told me anything. But I'm not a damn fool either. And I know that Aaron Rodgers, who's won a Super Bowl, been an MVP, all of those things, Zubin numbers, everything, Aaron Rodgers, face of the team, franchise. Yes, that's true. But it's his turn to get an extension. It's his turn because he is underpaid. And so they're going to give him an extension at some point, I predict, between now and the start of the season – and that number's going to fall way north of $45 million a year. He's going to be probably the NFL's first $50 million. And I'm talking numbers probably, you know, he'll probably be one of those three-year, $150 million guarantee type quarterbacks. Because he's the one of the very few guys in the league that when he stays healthy can guarantee you an extremely deep exactly. run. But and when it's your turn, baby, it's your turn. Think about it. Russell Wilson, uh, uh uh, Jared Goff, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah. It's, it was their turns to go, and the next guy goes: Deshaun Watson, uh, Patrick Mahomes. But at some point, the market has to reset, though. Wouldn't you say that? Well, at some point, is, 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 is all that money that's out there being paid by the networks to the owners and the players see that? We see what type of money is being paid, so we want to get our share too. In the numbers, the salary cap numbers are only going to keep going up every single year. And I know people are like, well, you can't spend 20% of your salary cap on one position at quarterback. Who said you can't? Well, I would say there's, it's the course correction to Jay's point. I think you can course correct it. There was a time where we paid running backs a ton of money. Then it's like, yeah, we, we devalue the running backs. So we're not going to pay him as much. You can't devalue the QB, though. Right. That's the thing. They <laughs> used, mm-hmm. People didn't used to pay the left tackle a lot of money. Then it's like, wait a minute. If we got a right-handed quarterback, which most teams do, we got to pay the left tackle. That was that devalued. Yeah. But the quarterback is exempt from that rule. At any other position, you can devalue it. You could, tight ends, another position they didn't used to pay. But the quarterback is exempt from that rule. But you know why, though? Because the tight end position, I can use another skill guy exactly. and get rid of the tight end. Left tackles, quarterbacks, and pass rush specialists are at a premium mm-hmm. in shutdown corners because I, I can't find a Von Miller. Right. Where am I going to find a Lawrence Taylor at? Right. 
That guy's going to get the guy that's making all the money. Right. So I got to pay you to go get the guy, and I got to pay that big dude that's 6'7", 340, that moves like he's a receiver to protect him. Yes, the bubble can only burst when there's more supply than demand. If it's the other way, the money is just going to keep going up and up. Let's talk about another quarterback that's ensnared in all of this, and that, of course, is the guy we've been talking about probably more than even Dak. Jimmy in North Carolina, what do you have this morning? Yes. So I wanted to say, first off, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? What's that, Jimmy? Good. So I want y'all to slow down on these talks about Deshaun Watson, because I'm from North Carolina. Carolina Panthers, we need him. We want him. Let's not talk about him going to San Fran. Um, And then furthermore, I wanted to go ahead and say, when you said earlier, I believe it was, uh, Jay Will, why wouldn't he want to go to San Fran? I think because of the culture. Honestly, I was questioning why would he want to go to Miami. And then I started thinking, I was like, maybe because they allow him to kind of express himself. So I'm just like, Mm. San Fran, yeah, they're winning, but they're not necessarily allowing them to do what they want. They got rid of Cap as soon as, you know, they could after the whole expression thing. So that's just my take. Uh, that's That's a valid point. That's a valid point. I'm sure somebody, you know, maybe I'm not sure that's exactly what Deshaun Watson is thinking. Uh, but I'm sure some people will think that to a degree about San Francisco. Fair enough. I also think you could say that the uh, the fan base is totally the other way. I think the yes. fan base would be super supportive because of the demographics of that area of the country. But it's a good point. Jimmy, appreciate you chiming in. Let's check in now with the team that has solidified their quarterback situation at least for a year. Boy, every time I hear Easterby's name, I'm thinking like some PR professional. Just come out and have a press conference. Do a Zoom. Do something. You're just getting hammered 24-7. 365 and 24-7, 365 for the last 17 years is probably the best way to describe what Ben Roethlisberger has meant to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is back on a reduced salary. Brooke Pryor covers the team for ESPN and joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, so Brooke, you heard it. We're going best case, worst case for every team in the offseason. Now that the big fish has been settled, best case scenario for the Steelers moving ahead this offseason. Man, I mean, I, I think that I'm still a little pessimistic on even their best-case scenario. But to me, best-case scenario is making the playoffs and winning the first game because that's something they haven't done in a couple years. And, you know, I know that people here want to think that Ben Roethlisberger is back. Best-case scenario, stairway to seven. They're going to win another Super Bowl to send Ben out the right way. But I look at the holes this team still has, even though they've solidified their quarterback situation And it's still, I mean, it's a steep climb right now to me to even return to the playoffs. I don't think it, you know, ends up in in a start like they had last season with the 11-0, and you know, starts out really strong. But I I still think best-case scenario, they're able to, you know, revamp the run game, get some more, some younger offensive linemen who, you know, probably have to add through the draft that are able to come in and be NFL-ready right away. Um, But to have a more balanced offense with Matt Canada, that's a best-case scenario. Having uh, on the defensive side Alex Highsmith step in and play at a high level across from T.J. Watt because they're not going to have the money to re-sign Bud Dupree. So, again, best case, if, if, if everything falls into place, if they're able to, to get some, some cheaper replacements for guys like Bud Dupree, Juju Smith-Schuster, and everything falls into place, you hope that they win the first round of the playoffs. But beyond that, I I think it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's interesting. Yesterday we were talking about the nine teams in the NFL that have made the playoffs in three of the last four years, if not more. And the Steelers are not on that list. I think people would be surprised to hear that. What's the worst-case scenario? 
worst case scenario to me is that they win seven or eight games. And you hear that and you're like, well, that's still, you know, that, that's not awful. They're not bottoming out. But I think that a, a middling Steelers team in a year where you've kind of moved heaven and earth to bring Ben Roethlisberger back, this is kind of, you know, his last ride. A, that's not how you want to send him out. But B, it doesn't really set you up for, for much success in the future because you're just going to have an okay draft pick. Either you want to crater out so you can get a higher draft pick, draft a guy like Sam Howell, to be the future quarterback of your franchise, you know, or you want to have a lot of success and, and be able to send Ben out on the, on the right note. But to me, it's, it's just having a mediocre season because a, it's not acceptable in, in Pittsburgh. You know, they, they want championships here every year. Um, That's kind of the expectation, but it also kind of handicaps you for the future and what you're able to do in the next year's draft. But I, I do think, you know, with Ben Roethlisberger, they are going to still be able to win some games. He can't do it by himself. They have to get the right pieces in around him. Um, another, you know, worst case scenario is that Ben comes back. He looks more like the guy that, that really struggled against the Bengals in that second game or the first half of the Colts game, and they have to bench him in favor of Mason Rudolph. You know, that's, that's not what you want to see after you do go through all of these hurdles to bring him back. Um, but even then, there's a silver lining because Mason Rudolph is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the 21 season. So then you're able to evaluate him and figure out if he's going to be the face of your franchise. So all of that being said, worst case is just a mediocre ho-hum season. It's not how you want to send Ben out, and it doesn't give you, you know, a lot of hope for the future after that. What has been the reaction from both fans and teammates with Big Ben re-signing? You know, one team, one player I talked to here said, you know, we knew that there were a lot of dominoes that were going to have to fall before free agency, and this is a big one, which is the sense that, that I got, you know, all off season is that this team has so much work to do. Figuring out Ben, though, is priority one because you don't know how much money you have to work with after that. So I think that, that they kind of expected all along that he would be back. Um, but just figuring out the logistics of that were huge because it kind of signals how much money you're going to have to work with to make this team a contender. Um, I've seen, you know, a couple guys like Eric Ebron, Deontay Johnson post on their Instagram. They're happy to have their quarterback returning and the organization believes they can still win with him. But the key all along has been trying to figure out how to have, like I said, enough money for him, enough money for the guys around him left over so that it's not just, you know, Ben and a bunch of JV guys. Um, I think the fan reaction has been a little mixed. There are people who are ride or die Ben Roethlisberger fans. They want to send their quarterback out with a swan song, have him come back for one last ride. And then there's people who say, look, thank you for your service. Thank you for the Super Bowls, but it's time to look toward the future. And all I have to do is check my Twitter mentions, and I see a whole lot more of the second one than I do the first one. Fair enough, fair enough. He's a legend either way, but all good things must come to an end. It's just a matter of how it's going to end. Brooke, really appreciate the perspective this morning. Thank you. Thanks, guys. So my biggest takeaway is the, the worst-case scenario of benching Big Ben for Mason Rudolph if he returns. That, that would be something. What makes, what makes them think that Mason Rudolph's the two? What if Dwayne Haskins goes exactly. in there and, and kills it, right? I mean, Big Ben is benched. Let's put it to that. Well, by the way, I love that we're acting like Big Ben was horrible. I mean, they had twelve and four. They had so many. They were, this team was undefeated at one juncture mm-hmm. before their defense became depleted. They had no running game. I don't want to see Big Ben throwing the ball forty to fifty times a game. They got, they got to show up the running game. Exactly.
and and get the receivers to catch the damn football, tight ends to catch the ball. We act like Big Ben was like trash all of a sudden. Like he's not trash. No, he's he's serviceable. Yeah, I think they. I think it's. I think they're fine. I think if they had not been put in a, a salary situation and there was a real B plan and an option, yes, then they may look. They would have probably looked to do something different. But they really didn't have any suitable backups there, Zubin. There was no and the money tying up the money. You don't. They didn't gain anything by restructuring this deal. They might have got some peanuts, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I think obviously they do have the 24th pick in the draft. Ben was drafted outside of the top 10. I mean, it is possible that they could look there, but as Brooks said, they need some help protecting him as well. And their defense has been banged up. Jay said that, right? Bush, Dupree, the whole thing. On the way, this is the final weekend of college basketball's regular season. But all of the games are being overshadowed by something else. That's after Key has this from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Or your wiper blades chattering, skipping, and squeaking. Don't compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windows. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The professional parts people will help you navigate their wide selection to find just the right wiper blades for your vehicle. Zubin, if you had a vehicle, you can certainly <laughs> get that. O'Reilly Auto Parts will even install your wiper blades for free. See better and drive safer with your new wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Finishing the week with a bang, Mark Sanchez will join me Friday as we look at all the quarterbacks coming out in the draft and the legendary Jim Nance all around the world of sports. Don't miss it. It's Greeny starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I feel this Ooh, way. Oh, hey. What happened to the metal? Our DJ's what back. What happened to the metal? Mm. He must have went to the restroom last segment. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, the metal wasn't, that wasn't. It's all right. I had to make a call. <laughs> executive decision. The president. I had to make an executive Mr. Johnson, decision. The president made a call yeah, to our DJ. It was the heavy metal. I get it, but that, that doesn't register with me. Is it too early for heavy metal? You got to wake up with something smooth. Early, late. It's Friday. None of that. I don't want to hear none of that. I'm not in a bar. <laughs> that A bar that I probably would never go to unless I'm. With somebody in a college town, and we just want to stop by and have a drink before we go into a game. So you're not an ACDC or anything like that. Oh, ACDC. Legendary. I mean, I'm, I, I know the name. Yeah. I wear the shirt just yeah. because I think it's cool. Fashionable. Yeah, fashionable, but no. All right. Yes is where we're going with Todd McShay. Mock Draft 3.0 is up. It's on ESPN Plus, and we'll obviously be talking so much draft on the way to April 29th. ESPN 
ESPN Radio. You can watch it and hear it. And he joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Todd, you do have a big change in your draft. We're going to jump into that in a second. But I'm going to break, break a rule here. I heard you on another podcast. I'm a big podcast guy. So a few weeks ago, you were on a podcast with our old colleague, <laughs> Ryan Rossillo. It was a fantastic conversation. It really was great. It was loose and informal. But I heard one thing you said that really perked my ears. In fact, there were several things. But one that you said was, correct me if I have this, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I heard you say, you've talked to people inside the NFL that in four years that Zach Wilson, if he maxes out, could be one of the best four or six quarterbacks in football. And I heard that, and I was like, next time we have Todd on, I'm going to ask to hear some of the logic. Can you fill us in? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a fact. That's what, that's what people are saying. And listen, that, it, it's a tough evaluation because he didn't play great competition. And you go back to last year and, and you see the thumb injury and the, and the shoulder injury and, and you just wonder physically if he can hold up. But he's got some real Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes-type qualities to him. And I hate to pin that on, on a young man, but he, he, his ability to feel pressure, adjust to pressure, extend plays, and make plays when, when the initial play breaks down is what makes him special. Mm, Todd, well, you compared him basically, not you, but people were liking his qualities in terms of Pat Mahomes and Sean Watson. The Carolina Panthers, Trey Lance. Yep. Is Trey Lance that much better than Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who's been in the league for several years and has played in the league, and now all of a sudden you got a mixed bag on fields, but they're moving up to get him? Is he that much better? Well, I, you know, I just, in this mock, I went, I went with Fields and Carolina moving up to three. Because Trevor's going number one. Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, we all know that. Zach Wilson, we just talked about BYU. I don't know if it's going to be the Jets moving out of that spot or the Jets taking Zach Wilson if they, if they trade Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. But at three, I had Carolina moving up to go get Justin Fields and then Atlanta taking Trey Lance at number four. So, it's t- this year. It's so difficult. We all know about Trevor. Zach Wilson is is kind of this unique character, but he also doesn't have, you know, the 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 big game experience like Fields does. You've got Trey La- uh, Trey Lance who played at the FCS level and just started seventeen games, and and Fields for playing two years. He you know at a big time program. He did a lot of great things. But then you look at the Indiana game, the Northwestern game, the the national championship game against Alabama. He, he just didn't play at a really high level. So it's tough to evaluate these four guys and kind of compare one against the other after you get you know past Trevor. Mm, Todd, so another big difference between Mock Draft 2.0 and Mock Draft 3.0 is that you have Kyle Pitts with a six pick to the Eagles over Jamar Chase, which means that Mel and Matt Miller – have Pitts going before any receiver. What led you to making that particular swap? Yeah, I, 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 I really struggled with it because I, I think Philly could easily go wide receiver. What do, are we sure that they're they're set on their quarterback situation? That, I mean, that's that's the other thing. But um, but when I look at Pitts, like, how many guys like Pitts are out there, right? You've got you got Travis Kelsey 
no one knows Darren Waller because he plays for Las Vegas and he, but he had 197 catches the last two years, but he's that kind of player. Six, six, five and change 250 pounds is where he's going to wind up being. And you can play him in line. He's physical as a blocker, even though he's not great, but he's at least gives effort, but you can, you can put him, you know, flex him out in the slot, put him out wide. You can do so many different things with him. And, and Zach Ertz is not going to be there in Philly. And so now you have, you have Dallas Goddard, and if Pitts is, is the pick, now you're giving your young quarterback, and Jalen Hurts, a, a real opportunity, in my, in my opinion, to create some mismatches. But if they don't go Pitts, it could be Jamar Chase, the LSU wide receiver. It could be Devontae Smith, the, the uh, Alabama wide receiver. So there's, I mean, there's so many good pass-catching options in the top 15 this year. Todd, you had similar grades for Zach Wilson that you did for Sam Darnold when he came out. If that's the case, why move on from Darnold and draft a QB again? It's a good question. Money. Hmm. Money is the answer. Because you're going to have to pay Darnold so much more in order to keep him. And with Wilson, it, it, even though you, he's not a known commodity and you haven't had him in the building and you don't know all the, the kind of details about him, you're going to have to pay him pro- probably a third of what you'll have to pay, pay Darnold to keep him around. So I, I, th- I think that's a big part of it. And th- the other part, too, is and Jeff's – Jets fans, like any other fan base, they're impatient and they want to know the answer right now. But you got to kind of see where everyone else goes and wait to see what the what the market's doing. And free agency doesn't start until I think the seventeenth of, of this month. So you've got to kind of wait and see what where everyone goes. But the Jets, they I mean, they can trade out of this spot and move back to four with Atlanta if Atlanta want to move up. Uh, they. They can move back to eight if Carolina, if Carolina wants to move up. So they have a lot of different options, or they can trade Sam and stick there too and, and, and take Zach Wilson and also have additional picks. You know, they've, they have another first-rounder this year. They have two other first-rounders next year. They're in good shape. Indeed, we should say – Todd's entire mock draft, ESPN Plus. He's got quarterback one, two, three, four. And if that does happen, that would truly be an unprecedented NFL draft. Todd, of course, we'll have you back on the way to April 29th. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too. And again, all those picks from like 5 to 32. If you want to know the whole first round, your favorite team probably falls somewhere between 5 and 32. Once again, ESPN Plus dot com right now. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance on the way. Todd was talking about the quarterbacks that are about to enter the league. How about the guy that's in the league now that could finally cause the QB carousel to spin once again? That would be-